Hi und herzlich willkommen to my podcast show, A German Girl in Hollywood. My name is Viola Sator and I'm a German-born actress living in sunny Los Angeles, California. Within this podcast, I'll be talking about all sorts of stuff that can happen to a German girl in Hollywood on her way to becoming a steady working actress, a happy human being, and most importantly, the woman I want to be. So thanks for listening and stay tuned. Before I moved out here, there might have been a couple of occasions in time when I would imagine how it would be like to meet a very famous and successful filmmaker for a business meeting or something like that. I would imagine how I'm getting the phone call in which they say that they want to offer me a part in their new blockbuster movie. How I'm being led to the filmmaker's office through the many very confusing hallways in a big building on a huge studio lot or something like that. How we're shaking hands and how I'm signing the contract after my top agent negotiated the highest possible rate for me. And then the day came. The day every young actress in Hollywood... No, 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 no. The day every young actress in the world dreams of. I was about to meet... Mr. Steven Spielberg himself. Holy cow! I mean, it's kind of funny, you know. When it comes to stars and celebrities, I'm, I'm pretty cool. I don't get starstruck that easily, you know. Okay, maybe because I don't recognize them all the time, but I think mostly it's because deep inside I have that weird cockiness that they're all just co-workers on some level. Especially when it comes to actors. I mean, they all cook with water, right? But let me tell you, at that moment, when I was walking towards Steven Spielberg, I could feel my palms get sweaty. My heart and my breath were racing for the gold medal, and I could feel a chill running down my back that was so weird. I, I, yeah, it was just weird. Here's the thing. You don't have to like all his movies, but that man is an icon. Yeah. A living legend. One of the many reasons why I wanted to become an actress is because I wanted to be part of something magical. That's what it is for me. Making movies is making magic. All the details that go into a single production, starting with the idea in one person's head, The sleepless nights that that very person will have rolling the story over and over in his head until it's just right. Bringing the idea to paper, collaborating with who knows how many other people over 1,001 little details that all need the same attention. The same attention all the bigger things need, like choosing the location and choosing the actors, choosing the costumes and makeup, and oh my god, choosing the right composer who will also be very willing to lose a lot of sleep over the perfect score for this movie, putting all his sweat and talent, passion and auditory sensibilities into that soundtrack that, that will melt with the filmmakers and director of photography's visual representation only to be born in a 120 minute long perfect reality. A reality that might help a lonely old woman to pass by another two hours of her life with with joy while laughing her ass off over that new comedy until she will eventually die and be reunited with the love of her life who died 15 years earlier in a car crash. 
a reality that might help a couple of former really good friends to talk again after they haven't spoken to one another in two years because they had a stupid fallout over nothing really. But they run into each other in the lobby of the movie theater and they discover they had just watched the same film and they say, what the heck? And they go around the corner for coffee and discuss what was so moving about that movie and, and all of a sudden it seems like nothing has ever come between them. A reality that will help a couple that has grown apart due to dull day-to-day -day chores come closer again after having watched a movie in bed all snuggled up under the blankets and having unsuccessfully tried to hide each other's tears that were running down their faces because they were so blown away by the movie's spiritual message about love and life. A message that they needed so badly in that exact moment. A reality that might help a little lonely girl forget all the things that surround her that she doesn't quite understand. Why she doesn't have any friends, and why the ones who claim to be her friends tease her until she feels cornered and cries for hours. Why her pet died after she came home from school. But for 90 minutes she gets to identify with that beautiful strong woman in the movie that goes through some really hard times, but comes out of it with her head up even higher and stronger than ever. And for 90 minutes that little girl feels hope. An actor may be part of all that. Maybe the impersonated projection of hope and move an audience member to experience life the way they're supposed to in that very moment. Now that's a gift. <laughs> Having said all that, none of you out there can judge me for getting sweaty palms walking towards Steven Spielberg, who's undeniably a huge part of that big magical machinery I just described in the shortest way possible. So I'm walking towards him, having all these voices in my head. You can do it! Can do it. Go, get him, Go tiger. get him, tiger! That's your chance! That's your Don't, chance. Mess it Don't mess it up! And I'm seeing how he's looking through his glasses over some paperwork. Maybe the contract I'm supposed to sign? He's seeming very focused, concentrated, and somewhat passionate. Who the heck could possibly know that the voices in my head were my co-workers, the paperwork he was looking at passionately was the food menu, and I was his freaking server about to serve him a medium-rare burger with cheese and avocado? Admit it, probably the best burger in town, but come on! Did I sign up for that? No. 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 He was very polite, but the truth is, he didn't speak more than eight and a half words to me. But <laughs> it wasn't bad at all. He was there with his wife and another very friendly couple who seemed to be very interested in me as a person for whatever reason. They kept asking me questions about from where and why I moved to LA, and I kept trying to avoid the answer. Because every time they asked me that question, I saw how Mr. Spielberg dug his face deeper and deeper into his burger. He was clearly so not looking forward to my answer. He knew I knew who he was, and he knew what I was. Could there be anything more uncomfortable for director Steven Spielberg after having attended a political event at the Kodak Theater and just trying to have a casual $20 burger with a couple of friends? I don't think so. Well, too bad for him. Because the male part of the other couple kept digging, so I finally answered. 
I'm German and I'm an actress. I don't know if the memory I have just exists in my mind, or if the sound of the dropping knife out of Mr. Spielberg's hand really happened. Anyway, turns out that person who was so interested in me happened to love Germans and happened to love actors. Why? Because that very man happened to be one of the producers of Run Lola Run. Wow. And trust me, he told me all about the production and Franca Patente and how much he respected her. He also said that he really respects me. Woo-hoo! Um, for what exactly? Well, for having made the decision to pursue an acting career in Hollywood. And he wished me all the best. That was really nice. Well, I got a $50 tip and they left full and happy. Here they say, if you want to make it in the business, you better be nice to everybody because you never know who you're talking to. True. I say, you might think you want to meet Steven Spielberg, but who you really want to meet is that one person who believes in you. In the upcoming episode, you're going to hear some of this. The story that wants and needs to be told will always find a way to be told. And some of that. Yes, death is part of life, but these four people died way too young, if you ask me. 